Welcome to the Jennings Wire online magazine podcast series where we feature interviews with top authors and experts. My name is Stacey Amaral Kaufman. I'm the radio director of Annie Jennings PR, the national firm behind the online feature magazine sensation, JenningsWire.com, a special community of bloggers and podcasters that is capturing the hearts of America. There's nothing like it on the web, and we invite you to visit JenningsWire.com to discover the blogger that is just right for you. And Fortune 500 corporate talent expert, speaker, and consultant, Angela Nettle, author of From Invisible to Incredible, The Secret to Brilliant Executives, she joins us today to discuss disruptive leadership and why it's actually a good thing. So welcome, Angela. Hi, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. And let's talk a little bit about what you mean by disruptive leadership and what your personal experience has been with it. Sure. You know, when we hear the word disruptive, it's kind of scary. And a lot of people may take that term in a negative way, but it's actually a very positive, action-oriented concept in business that really promotes and prompts innovation, employee engagement, and also really drives groundbreaking changes in business. So I look at disruptive leadership as an intentional about-face approach to the order of our day-to-day patterns. And along with that approach, there's this intentional long-term visionary focus on what the business should ideally be looking like. So disruptiveness is really an act of true creativity, and it has a mix of courage and curiosity in it, but delivered in such a way that it really causes people to wake up and respond to the shock and the excitement of it. So I like to use art as a metaphor to think about disruptive leadership because it's very similar to your response when you see an abstract painting. It's unexpected, but it's intriguing. It has elements of beauty and mystery, and it's authentic, and it's moving, and it really causes us to make decisions about it and even do something about it. I mean, you hear people when they look at abstract art, you know, sometimes they come to the conclusion, well, hey, I can, you know, I could do that or my five-year-old could do that. So um, disruptiveness is really a positive thing that gets action going. And my experience is really as a disruptive visionary leader in Fortune 500 companies. And now as a corporate talent expert um, with my own consulting business, I help companies to work through their people strategies that ultimately help build business success. And disruption is one of those concepts that I, I primarily use. So I, and I think disruption is really born out of a few things. And it's, it's really born out of, you know, times when you don't necessarily have the resources that you need or there's no known answer to a problem or everybody keeps doing the same things over and over and, and hoping that it, results in something different. And, um, you know, those things actually help cultivate disruptive leadership. So just to give you a, a personal example, I was in Iraq in 2004 as an HR defense contractor. I was one of 16 females on that base, and that was highly disruptive in itself um, because I was in an environment that was traditionally male. So I, along with everybody else, struggled with that severe lack of resources, food, um, even paper, getting a shower. And here's the truth of the matter. When our backs are in a corner, our survival instinct kicks in and we find alternatives very quickly. And when we have a lot, though, on the opposite 
pole of that. We take things for granted. We have less of an urgency. We love the feeling of homeostasis, and we fight to keep that balance. And I've seen this status quo challenge in my work with businesses who are successful today, that they're having a harder time embracing disruptive leadership because they aren't completely tuned in to true survival. And, you know, ultimately, I've just come to learn that people have to feel like they're part of a mission and have a sense of survivability in order to truly become disruptive. And, you know, that you've got to know what to do. You know, you have to be able to have the courage to do the thing that is right and necessary in spite of the existing rules and norms that are in today's organization. So, Angela, you, know, you mentioned a couple of things that get in the way of people being disruptive or get in the way of companies fully embracing disruptiveness, uh, you know, having right. that homeostasis feeling, like wanting to just be the status quo. Tell us some of the other things. You said there are four obstacles. Yeah, there there are four things, four main things that really get in the way um, generally. And the first one is affinity. Um, feeling the need to fit or be like others, and we really struggle as, as a society and just as human beings to, to be liked. We don't like conflict, and so that has a tendency to squash our desire to be disruptive, and that's why you see the status quo happening. People, it's because of affinity. Uh, another thing has to do with the order or structure of things, and we always like to create this known path. We like things to be predictable, and so we're constantly creating structure, and it can be a great thing. But when we start trying to force everything into a certain order, we get into a rut, and that's exactly what's happening, for example, in the defense industry. I mean, they've, they have developed a very insular thinking that hinders their ability to innovate at an accelerated rate. So that's just one example. Um, knowledge. How many times have we met someone who knows everything? And you know, they just aren't open to new ideas because that's the way we've always done it. And then finally, success. When we have victories or we hit the jackpot today, we want to drive a stake in the ground and repeat that process over and over, which would be great if people remain the same, which they don't. And, you know, I mean, we have five generations that are going to be entering into the workforce by 2023, and they all have different value sets. They have different needs. And so we're going to see that success looks different to different people. And, you know, if you just drive your stake in the ground, then your, your success is going to fade pretty quickly. To learn more about disruptive leadership, Angela Nuttall, her speaking services, as well as her book, From Invisible to Incredible, The Secret to Brilliant Executive Presence, please visit schoolofexecutivepresence.com. You can also learn more about how Angela helps CEOs, business leaders, HR teams discover, develop, and remodel their talent for profitable business results by visiting corporatetalentexpert.com. Thanks, Angela, for being here. Thank you. This podcast is presented by Annie Jennings of the national publicity firm, Annie Jennings PR, the creator of Jennings Wire Online Magazine. Jennings Wire is capturing the heart of America with a strict community of talented, insightful, and relevant bloggers and podcasters. So please visit JenningsWire.com and discover the blogger that is just right for you. Until next time.